Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter, follow me at Strictly Anonymous. If you haven't followed the show on Instagram or Twitter, did I just say that? I just said that. <laughs> if you're on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. Give me a five-star review if you love my show. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. I change your voice. I'll change your name. You could call me from a phony block number. All I want to hear is your true story. If you want to be on the show, go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you just have a confession you want to give, you could call my confessions hotline. You could call that number 247. The number is 347-420-3579. You could call that number. Like I said, 247, you have four minutes to leave a message. I change all the voices over there. You all those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is just $5 a month and you're going to hear all the naughty confessions that I got uh, on my phone and my confessions hotline up until this point. So there's over a hundred of them. You also see anonymous sexy pics of all the girls that called into my show. You also get Q&As. You also get all of my episodes early and ad-free. And you get access to my private Discord where people are getting X-rated, super naughty, hooking up with each other, showing all kinds of things over there. Okay, I don't get involved in my Discord, but it is a community of my listeners over there having effing fun. Now, you can only get to my Discord through going through my Patreon, but it's only $5 a month and you get all of that stuff. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Don't worry, everything that I just talked about will be in the description. So today I have on Erica. Erica was just on. We talked about the fact that when she was just on her last episode, episode 711, that she was going to come on and do a girl talk episode and give guys tips on how to get back that hot spark with their girl. And it turns out that Erica had just recently had her first hot wife experience. And she was like, listen, I just did my first hot wife experience. She's in an, an ethically non-monogamous relationship. Her episodes are really good. She just called them, like I said, 7-Eleven. Erica and her boyfriend are into group sex, sex parties, adult bookstores, and more. Well, they had never done hot wifing. She had her first hot wife experience. And she said that she felt like everything that led into that experience and the conversations afterwards really tie into all the advice she has for guys when it comes to getting their girl back into wanting sex and enjoying sex. And that's what she talks about. The first half hour or more of the episode is that whole 
hot wife experience. You're going to love it. Okay, that's what she leads with. She's a very good dirty talker. <laughs> You're going to hear all the details where she met the guy, exactly what happened, how her guy was feeling, what happened afterwards. And then at the end of the episode, we talk all about relationships and the ones that are like disconnected relationships and how you could get that connection back. She did help my one of my last listeners named Carter, who was on who was cheating and was really angry and his wife never wanted to bang him and he was like really pissed off. But she got him to be less angry, to have a conversation with his girl and to get his girl to be into him more. It was a very successful conversation. And that's what we decided to have her back on for. What did she tell Carter? Like, how can you guys that are out there listening or women get your partner back into being horny with you? Well, she has a lot of great tips. We talk a lot about relationship issues at the end. And like I said, there's a lot of good tips and all that good stuff. Erica does say at the end of the episode, because I was like, a lot of people are after they listen to this are going to want to talk to you and get your advice, just like you gave Carter advice. She is a real therapist, but she doesn't do couple therapy yet, but she doesn't have an OnlyFans or anything like that, but she is on my Discord and she's a Patreon member for me. And she said she goes onto Discord and a lot of people have hit her up for advice as well. And she talks to people over there. So if after you listen to this, you want help from Erica, just like Carter got free help from Erica, go to my Discord. She's on there. It's only $5 a month. That's like the cheapest therapy you're ever going to fucking get. Okay. <laughs> you could cancel it anytime. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. You're also going to see anonymous pics of her. Now, Erica is super hot. She's like a 10.11. You'll see in the pictures. Uh, you get to talk to her over there, but you're going to love this episode. It's not only super hot in the beginning, it's super interesting at the end. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Erica. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. So hi, Erica. Welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Now, listen, Erica, you've been on my show before. You were just on. I think your episode was 7-Eleven. Erica and her boyfriend are into group sex, group sex, sex parties, adult bookstores, and more. Okay, that episode was full of all the hot things that you had done recently. But what you did end on in that episode was the fact that you had talked to one of my guests, Carter, who was cheating to help him get back in touch with, back get his wife back in touch with like her sexual desires. And you were successful at doing that. So I'm like, why don't you come back on and do a girl talk episode? And you were like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, but you had said that you had recently had the hot wife experience and you wanted to talk about that and how that ties into the whole getting your sex life back with your partner, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I think that a lot of the techniques that Sam and I use with communicating with each other leading up to this hot wave state are things that people can implement into their daily lives with their partners. Yeah, and I love that. We're going to talk about that. So let's use that as the lead in, right? Because you are also a therapist, right? I mean, that's what you do for a living. So Mm -hmm. you are going to be able to uh, tie this hot wave experience into some good therapy information. This is a girl talk episode. You're going to give people real tips, but first lucky them, they're going to get your first hot wife experience, (laughs) which happened recently. And you're a really good dirty talker. So they're going to get all the details, but then they're going to get a lot of tips on how to reconnect with their partner. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. So let's talk about your first hot wife experience. Okay. So I've been very curious about, the reasoning behind the hot wife kink and the research shows that there there are some 
ties to kink and psychological trauma, but you don't have to have experienced trauma to be a kinky person. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of led me into more and more research. And I had been listening to um, a psychologist who actually specializes in sex and kink. And he mentioned that he had posted a story about a cuckold situation on Playboy magazine, actually. And it has been his most downloaded story. (laughs) I could tell him. Have him call me. I'll give him the downloads of what's popular and what's not. I see the same shit. (laughs) Right. And so from there, he kind of talked about some of his research and I started doing some of mine. And I think that fundamentally a man wants to see his woman as a very sexual being when we first get together like when a man and woman first begin a relationship it is very sex forward traditionally but then life gets in the way and sex becomes kind of that afterthought and cuckolding and and wife the hot wife lifestyle puts the woman back into that sexual role. And I think that's truly the the driving part of the kink. So Sam and I have had so many different experiences. We have done the group sex. We've done a lot of MFM, threesomes, um, more sums, gang bangs. We've done it all. And one thing we had not done is any solo hot wife play. I have been really against it just because I wasn't that interested in it. I wasn't interested in having that one-on-one experience with another man, but <laughs> I was wanting to try something new because I'm a bit of an experience whore. And so about a week ago, I actually went on Tinder and started talking to a few guys. And let me tell you, like, we're on all the swinger sites. I'm on fat. I know I've mentioned it before, but the selection of single men in my area, I just felt was not that great in on those sites. So I figured, let me, let me download Tinder and kind of see what it's about. So I, I got on Tinder. I put right in the profile that I was ethically non-monogamous. I didn't necessarily put that I was looking for a hot life experience, but I just wanted to say, I want to make sure that my primary relationship is completely respected. Mm-hmm. So I showed my profile to Sam. And as soon as I launched it, it was last Saturday. So today is a Saturday that we're taping. So one week ago today, I I just got every, every guy that I was attracted to on there, I would swipe right and we were already matched. They had already swiped on me. <laughs> and so, like, okay. And I, I put face pictures and all that on there and and so I started talking to a bunch of different guys and one guy really stood out to me he was a little bit younger I'm 39 he was I think I think he's third personal trainer just very like ethnic he's Hawaiian tattoos good build and extremely respectful towards me towards our relationship and he had actually been in a hot life relationship previously as a partner and so he had known he was just very comfortable and respectful so we've been talking throughout this week and i've been showing sam the messages and it hasn't been it wasn't anything overtly sexual just like we did send each other nudes and do some flirting but we weren't sexting or anything and sam was really encouraging me like why don't you try it 
he actually wanted to, me to try it last Saturday, like immediately after I downloaded the app. He was like, can you meet someone? Like he was really excited about it. And I wasn't comfortable just running out right right that minute to do it. But after talking with this guy's name's Mike for a week, last night I was finally ready to do it. And the, the whole step of the way, and this is kind of that connected conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I was asking Sam, I'm like, first of all, like right off the bat, I said, if at any point you feel uncomfortable, please tell me. I'm not saying that I'm going to do full stop if you feel uncomfortable, because we have to kind of remember an uncomfortable feeling is just kind of like a, a flag, like a marker. And once you have that feeling, it's important to think, why am I feeling like this? Am I feeling jealous? Am I feeling insecure? Am I feeling possessive? Am I feeling hurt? What is the feeling behind that? And so I, I think probably every day or every other day I was checking in, I said, are you feeling comfortable? Are you are you liking the conversation I'm having with him? And Sam just kept saying, yes, I love it. It's great. And he was very appreciative of the way that I was checking in with him along the way. Question, just quick question. I, I remember exactly where we are. I was wondering, because this was something that you had never done before, like who brought it up to who? Did you say, hey, Sam, I think I want to do a solo date. Like, how did it come yeah. up to begin with? Yep. Um, it was me. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, so I knew he was comfortable with it. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll fantasize sometimes. Um, if he fucked me like an hour earlier, and then we start messing around again, and my kids cream pies in my pussy. And I start writing in, he'll, we'll just kind of dirty talk like, oh, you just got home. Who are you with? Just kind of having that dirty talk in the bedroom. Yeah. So it, it wasn't an out of the blue um, request or situation. It was just, I was finally ready to take that step to try it. Right. But you knew that he was down with it. It wasn't like, he I was knew like, he was why down. the fuck do you want to go meet a guy <laughs> solo? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So now you're checking in with him and he's okay. He's like right there with you. Like it's all cool, but, but he does respect the fact that you are checking in with him. And I think that that's a really a good thing to do, whether it's the man or the right. woman. Well, and that's, the fundamental part of ethical non-monogamy yeah. which should be the foundation for any relationship yeah monogamous or not i think the problem that comes into play with monogamy is once you choose that person like the day that you say i do is pretty much the last day that you check in with the person and say hey what's working for you what's not working for you yeah, right. how can i love you better how can i give you the space to be a better person. What do you need from me? We don't have those conversations in monogamy. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast.com at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 
420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And, and we'll get to that later, but yeah. I think that is, those are the building blocks for emotional intimacy. And that's why you, you tend to see the non-monogamous couples having that deeper level of emotional intimacy across the board that you don't see in monogamy across exactly. the board. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what, and we'll get to it. I don't, I don't want to, I want to get back to the story, but you know, that's especially women. And I don't like generalizing across the board, but a woman needs to feel that emotional security to have that sexual openness, either Mm -hmm. just with her husband or with other partners as well. Mm -hmm. It's the same equation across the board, monogamy or non-monogamy. A woman needs that safety, that security that intimacy and from there she can become the sex goddess that every man wants yeah, i mean yeah. i am i'm on your discord channel i'm on patreon how many guys i mean you've seen on patreon after you post my episode are like oh my god you are my dream girl can i just give you a little shout out because i do have your pictures on my patreon and you i I don't know what you do but i know you do more hardcore stuff on my discord but you also happen to be a 10.9 okay well thank you so anyway go on i'll try to send you some more pictures yeah 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 they love it okay go on so all the time guys are like you're my dream girl. I wish I could find someone like you. No, you need to make your partner me. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not saying that every woman is necessarily built for non-monogamy. I'm saying that I believe that probably 95% of women are built for very raw, connected, primal type sex right. and that very intense sexual connection. Mm-hmm. It's, it's within women, but we have to have the correct environment to let it flourish. Totally. And to open up. So fostering that very safe space for her is what is going to get you what you want. going to get you an Erica. <laughs> it's going to get you an Erica. <laughs> so back to the story. <laughs> And we'll go, we'll go through the steps of how they get there after I finish. So we set the date. He asked, are you free this weekend to grab a drink? Another thing about me is I am sober as well. And I put that out there. I was like, yeah, I'm totally fine going to a bar, but just, you know, I don't drink. So I'd love to be able to get something to eat with you too and have a place where we can really talk because I hate going out to places and it's so loud. You can't communicate with each other it's busy people are bumping into you so he he picked a really nice place to meet and and the flirting a little bit ramped up he was telling me he couldn't wait to see me couldn't wait to meet me that he was just so turned on thinking about meeting me and it was making me feel really good and I was sharing it with Sam and he was loving it too and again I'm like checking in with him and and he's just he sent me a really really great text and he said baby i am so in love with you and and so committed to you and i feel very secure with you and if you do this and we don't love it that's okay and if we do it and we love it that's okay too Mm -hmm. and it made me feel just really really good And, and it 
it made me feel too that he wasn't pushing me to do it. I knew it was a huge turn on for him. I mean, every time we would be fantasizing about it, his cock would be like rock hard. So I know. <laughs> and he he always says he was like, hard dick don't lie. So it made, it really put me at ease. So we met up yesterday after work and and I got to the bar and we were kind of sitting. It was a beautiful night last night, actually. And we're sitting upstairs. It's like a two floor bar and it's right in the middle of the city. And there's a lot of people walking by and we're sitting right on the railing overlooking all the people. And as soon as we met, the chemistry was definitely there. But he was very respectful. He asked if he could touch my leg. I was wearing a really short skirt and some heels. And then I just put on a a sweater, an oversized sweater over it because I didn't want to be overtly sexy. Um, And he asked if he could touch my leg. And I said, yes. And as we're talking, he like starts moving his hand like up under my skirt. And he said, this is okay. And I said, absolutely. And so he started rubbing my clit actually like through my thong. And I had my legs spread apart. So my legs were kind of open to all the people like walking by underneath us. And that was really hot because I am a total exhibitionist. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. That's the <laughs> exhibitionist in you full force. Especially because you're not yeah. even with your husband. You're with another fucking guy. That just adds another exactly. layer to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so naughty. Yeah. Yeah. So I was feeling, I was feeling really naughty. And as he's doing it, we're talking, we're kind of sharing some experiences. And he just looks at me and he says, I cannot wait to eat your pussy. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's go back to your apartment. So we left the bar. His apartment was a short walk away. And as soon as we walk in, actually, he had a dog and two cats. And, and I was texting Sam. I, was, I told him when we were leaving the bar, I'm like, everything's going really well. He was out with some friends. Sam was out with some friends. So he was a little bit distracted, distracted in a good way. Cause I don't think he wanted to just sit at home the first time yeah. by himself. Mm-hmm. He wanted to anticipate that, that feeling of me being out, but not just sitting home alone in the quiet so he was out with some friends I, I texted him out that we were going back to Mike's apartment he was like okay baby like you feel safe I said yes absolutely and so we get there and Mike had a dog and two cats and I'm a total animal lover so I'm just like oh my god <laughs> distracted <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. so he went to go use the bathroom and I was I took pictures of like his dog and his cats and I was sending them to Sam and um, Sam texted me back. These are not the pictures I was anticipating from your date. Hilarious. Like, I'm sorry. Oh my God, pictures sorry. of the puppies. <laughs> oh my God, so funny. So he comes out of the bathroom and we actually kissed for the first time. That We hadn't kissed at the bar. We had just kind of been messing around a little bit. And um, he was just, his body was unbelievable. Just very fit. He has tattoos everywhere. It's just really, really hot. So I said, okay, I need to use the bathroom too, just to kind of freshen up. So I go in and I get naked in the bathroom, which is kind of my signature move. At, if we have people over or at a great party or something, I'll just go in and take my clothes off to kind of get things started. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't want to end up like sitting on his couch and then falling back into talking because I am a big time conversationalist and and I've had that happen before like we'll go out with another couple for a swap and the conversation will just be so great that it we don't get to that next 
leveled. Mm -hmm. So I took my clothes off. I come out and he was just like, wow, like your body is amazing. Like you're so beautiful. I feel so lucky. And he knew that this was my first time. So I think that was a big ego boost for him too. And I had told him, I said, I had many suitors, but the only one I set a date with was you. And that made him feel really special too. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so we, when, whenever I was in the bathroom, I did text Sam again. I'm feeling really great. I love you. I'm sending some pictures. So we start kissing in the living room and we're just kind of hands all over each other. And I was like, let's go to the bed. And I bring him into his bedroom and he just immediately kind of pushes me down on the bed and immediately starts eating my pussy like so well. He had kind of like the flat tongue technique where he was, you know, licking my clit with, with a flat tongue in just a really good rhythm. Mm -hmm. And he made me come so fast like probably in a minute or two and then he started fingering me too while he was eating my pussy and I'm like I'm a big time squirter and I had told him this ahead of time but his bed was not prepared it's just like you have to give me a towel like I'm about to explode oh yeah I forgot <laughs> you're the squirter goes, oh shit I forgot so he like jumps up runs to his dryer gets a bunch of scallops out and then puts him under me, doesn't miss a beat, goes right back in eating my pussy like a champ. And I just squirted like all over his face. Like, oh, it was, it was amazing. And, and then he, he, he was naked at this point. And so I started sucking his cock and I could tell within almost a minute he was about to come when you're like sucking cock and, yeah, and they start to kind of get yeah, that yeah. yeah so i'm like oh i gotta pump the brakes so i stopped and i was like oh hey babe can you take a picture of me sucking your cock so that kind of put the brakes on it while i like grabbed my phone and um so then he took a few pictures of me sucking his cock and then i looked up at him and i said i really want to feel you inside of me so wait, when you say you get your phone, is that to take pictures, to text? Yeah. Okay. Just to type, take pictures. So I wanted to have the pictures to send to Sam. Yeah, that's what I was one. I was wondering if all this time there was kind of any kind of documentation for him when you get home. Yeah, it was. And, and we'll kind of get to that too. Yeah. Um, because Sam and I have had a very intense debrief after the fact. So we... It worked out well because it kind of, it put the brakes on so he didn't bust too fast and we took the pictures and then I looked up at him and I said, I really want to feel you inside of me. And he said, I do too. And his cock wasn't as big as Sam's. He was pretty thick, but not a lot of length, which honestly for me, if I have to choose between length and thickness, I go thickness every day of the week. Oh, and we had already talked about it. Like he had just gotten a test, um, like an STI test two mm -hmm. weeks ago, hadn't had any partners since. So we were able to not use a condom, mm -hmm. which was great. And so I laid on my back and he put, put his cock inside me and we had really, really good communication. Like I put my legs kind of on his shoulders and he said, do you want me to, to squeeze your legs together? And I said, yes, I love that. So he just started fucking me and, and I was having orgasms. Like I was coming and I was squirting and it was, it was really, really good. And, 
And I think that's another aspect of good sex is having that just like check in with your partner. Does this feel good? Or do you want your legs together? Do you want it like this? Especially if you're with a new partner and you're not sure. He also had mirrors kind of positioned in a tasteful way, actually, on two sides of his bed. Mm-hmm. And so after a little while of fucking me on my back, he like turn over and, and move this way. And so I did, and it was a really, really good view um, on the mirrors with him fucking me from behind. So I did ask him to take a couple pictures then too. And so we took those pictures and he fucked me and he made me squirt so much while he was fucking me doggy. And then I was like, I want you to fill me up. I want you to come inside me so bad. As soon as I said that, he busted. (laughs) And, and it was just, it was really nice. He felt really good. And then afterwards, he actually kind of pulled me in for a little cuddle. And that was the part I was unsure if I was going to be okay with. And as soon as I laid my head on his chest, I was like, oh, I need to use the bathroom. As soon as I put my head down, I did not feel comfortable with that. And Oh, interesting. So okay. Was, yeah. And so I got up and went to the bathroom and and then I said, yeah, I'm going to go. And, and he, he was really sweet about it. He told me he had a really good time. And I said, I had a really great time. And thanked him for making me feel so comfortable. And then I took an Uber out from, from his apartment. But all the while, Bam had been out at the bar. And he, unbeknownst to me, actually got, was taking notes of how he was feeling throughout the time. Oh, interesting. So just like little one-line notes in like the notes app mm-hmm. and so once I was back in the Uber I sent Sam the pictures that we had taken I let him know I was on my way back and everything and he was like you don't want to go for round two and I was like no I'm good and and so I got home and we immediately went to the bedroom and actually so Sam was already in the shower like when I got home and so I took my clothes off when I walked in the bedroom and walked into the bathroom just to say hi and Sam got out of the shower so we're both naked we start kissing and we had talked on the way home as well just briefly to kind of be like how are you is everything good so then we moved to the bed and all of your guests that are into hot wifing they always talk about the reclaim sex right like it's the hottest ever so we were both really curious to see if it was going to be the hottest ever and I got on top of him. He was rock hard. Start riding him. And I start giving him the play-by-play of everything that happened. And he, it did turn him on. And we had great sex. But honestly, it wasn't anything different. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that really intense adrenaline or spark. Because we honestly always have it. Like, our sex is amazing all the time. Right. You can't get so, any better. <laughs> No, it's already there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then after we got done, after he fucked me, although I would say it was very passionate. Like we were holding hands while we were fucking and kissing and, and I was telling him how much I loved him and how much like he means to me and just like really sharing affirmations with each other, like back and forth. And that was really very nice and very connected. And then after he was done, he actually got his 
and we were just laying there talking. He got his notes out and we kind of went line by line of what he was feeling, how we might do things differently next time or the same, and just really kind of processing the experience together. And what were those feelings? Um, number one, he, he was just concerned about my safety because it was a random guy that we had never met before. Mm-hmm. And so he said part of him thought, you dumbass, how can you let your girl like go off just from a safety standpoint with some random man? And I had sent him like the addresses and everything of where I was. But right. But he was so still was like, what number the fuck? One. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And then he said he had a lot of like anxious anticipation but he never felt jealous. He never felt like, oh, she's going to like him better than me or she's going to, it's kind of, kind of set me off on like a wild spiral or something. Mm-hmm. He was thinking of different picture ideas because I really wanted this experience to be organic. And Early on in the week, when Sam and I were discussing everything, we both agreed that we weren't going to try to script it too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because I know some couples, it's like they want a picture of this and that, and they want to make sure they get this experience, that experience. But then you become more focused on those, that checklist. Yeah. Getting than the just picture. Letting think, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could see in the future kind of it would make him feel more connected to the experience if I was mm, kind of honoring some of his curiosities right as opposed to just yeah. doing whatever is is going down right. the mo- okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 um and then we just kind of talked about our feelings about it he he did find it hot he found it at turn on he was really happy that I did it but We both felt like it was more of a check the box, okay, we tried it, than something that we're going to really pursue heavily in the future. Right. Now tie it into what you were going to tie it into, if you can. Is that like where we're at at this point? Right. So I think as a woman in the experience, and I can see the draw for other women to that particular aspect of the lifestyle is I felt very independent. It was my own date. I had set it up. I had arranged the whole thing start to finish. And I think as women, we can sometimes have that loss of identity in our relationships because we become like the wives, the mothers, the caretakers, and we lose that very feminine space and into that and individuality. So that was the prevailing feeling that I had from the date. Yeah, I just had a woman on name Amanda. I'm sure her episode's going to air before yours. And she literally said and she's her episode is about her cheating on her husband with two other guys. (laughs) And she literally said, I just felt so hot when I was with this guy because I was just a woman. I wasn't anything else I was just Mm -hmm. a woman because with her husband she's just a mom she's all those other things that she is she hadn't felt like a woman with her Mm -hmm. husband and maybe that's how that kind of scenario turns things into what you're talking about yes and and I definitely recognize that feeling in the moment and and afterwards talking about it 
I have the very fortunate position of being independent. Sam and I aren't married. I own my own home. I have my own career. I have my own friends. Um, and so I have a great deal of independence. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily need that feeling from this lifestyle. But I can see a more integrated relationship really needing that because a woman needs to feel that independence and we need to feel that sexual desire. And like you said, the guy wants to see the woman feeling the woman, that sexual desire. Exactly. And it's not like so everyone's going to go out and do a hot wife experience. That's I'm not no. on the table for most people, but like, how do you get what that so brings to there? the relationship, yes. right? Without that. So, and it comes back to the chicken and the egg yeah. conversation. So a man wants to feel sexually desired and wanted in order to feel safe and secure to open up to his woman. And a woman needs to feel safe and secure to open up sexually to her man. Mm -hmm. So how do you get that when you're in that loop? Right. And I think so many times the other person doesn't understand that about the other person. A lot of times when I have cheating episodes on, people will side with either one or the other. It's like either mm -hmm. the woman's totally right, like, fuck that guy, he's such a fucking asshole, all he wants is sex, or they side, like, with the man. Why does your wife never want to fuck you, fuck her, she's not giving you what you need? What I always say is I, both people could be upset that their needs are not being met and be right at the same time. The problem mm -hmm. lies in the fact that neither one of them understands how the other one feels or how the other one operates because men and women are very different. Men are for Mars, are. women for Venus. That's the fucking truth. So a woman that sees her guy, all he wants is sex. Like she doesn't understand where he's coming from and what's really beneath that. As a and this in the same sense of like, why does my woman never want to fuck me? Well, maybe you're not giving her compliments, and that's what she needs, and she doesn't feel intimate with you on any other level. So she's never gonna get to sex with you. Both of those things right. are typically happening in a relationship at the same time. They're both valid, but neither mm -hmm. one understands where it's coming from, and that's the fucking problem. Right. And in the case of Carter, he was very angry. And I always say anger is like an iceberg. So we see the top layer of the iceberg when it's sticking out of the water. That's that very angry, visceral response that he that he was kind of spewing that entire episode towards his life. But beneath the surface, an iceberg is so much larger than what we see. And the aspects of anger are so complex. It's hurt, it's resentment, it's sadness, it's maybe jealousy, contempt, all of these different emotions that are under the surface that erupt as the angry response. And that's what Carter and I really spoke about. We talked about a lot of the aspects of his anger and he actually came to the realization that yes, like he was manifesting anger and presenting with anger, but there was a lot of in his particular case, resentment towards his wife and kind of resentment towards the way that his life had gone. And he uh, he's actually working a job a couple of hours away from his home and he only comes home on the weekends. And so we were talking through the week and he went home and that Saturday that he got home, he and his wife actually had a four hour conversation and he then said at the end of that conversation, they had the best sex that they had had in years. And did he initiate it because you told him to open up emotionally? Yes. yes. Right. Because it's about understanding each other. 
Yes. And he opened up to his wife about some of those feelings of sadness and resentment. And that's a way into a woman's panties. Let me tell you, you start talking, you start showing vulnerability to your woman. Yeah. And that's how you get in her pants. I'm sorry. It's not manipulative. It's just a fact. Like a woman's sex drive is, is a barometer on the relationship. Mm-hmm. If, if she is hot for you, it means that your relationship is going well. If she's cold towards you, it means something's wrong. Right. There is not that connection. And a way to connect with a woman is to be open with her. And that means when you walk in the door at the end of the day, Go up to her. She might be covered in spit up or she hasn't washed her hair in two weeks and kiss her, kiss her a kiss that you would have given her on your third date and look at her and say, I love you. I appreciate everything that you've done for this family today. Right. But also some people are not going to be able to fucking say that to their partner if they have so much anger and resentment. So many people are way beyond giving a phony compliment because it would not be correct. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, whatever. I can't do that. What they need to do first is what you told Carter to do is open up. You got to get all of that shit out and on the table. Try to get your partner to understand where you're coming from, not in a defensive, negative way like you're wrong, you know what I mean? In a very open way that you could both communicate with each other. That's where it has to start. And so they had that four hour conversation. They banged that night. She woke him up the next morning with a (laughs) blowjob. I hope they're not having another baby. (laughs) Well, she's already pregnant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and then they like fucked again that day. Yeah. We talked a little bit through the week. He went home the next weekend, had another great weekend. And then that Monday that he got back to work, he had actually been seeing two other women on the side around his where his job was. He blocked those women and he said, I never want to go down that path again. I want to keep pursuing my wife. I want to keep opening up to her. And and he couldn't believe how quickly their ship kind of turned around. Right. Mm-hmm. And listen, Carter was um, the type of guy that wasn't always a cheater. It's not like a once a cheater, always a cheater. Some guys that are completely monogamous for their whole life can turn into a quote unquote cheater because these kinds of problems and disconnect happen. And over time, people that would never cheat wind up cheating both men and women. And it's because of these kind of issues. And it happens all the time. So given the right circumstances, if you could get back to that connection, you could get back to that monogamy if that person is innately that person. Carter wasn't a non-monogamous person. He just, he wasn't a philanderer. There's just some guys that are just never going to be monogamous. Okay. Sorry. That guy, it doesn't matter what you fucking say. They're not wired that way, but some guys are, sorry, there are guys that are monogamous. Okay. That's just a fact. I know those kind of guys. So you can get that back, but it's about getting the relationship back first to where it needs a healthy relationship back. It is. And so I recommend as far as maintenance goes or or to, to try to kind of right the ship little by little, or it's just asking if, if you don't feel like you can come in, kiss your wife, tell her you love her, whatever. If you're not at that point, try to set aside, even if you don't tell her, I'm going to set aside 10 minutes a day to have a truly connected conversation. So what that means is say, you you might say something natural, like, how was your day? And then she might respond, oh, it was fine. Then ask another question 
oh, what, what, what was the best part of your day? What was something that, or we always say like a rose and thorn and what was the best part of your day? What was the hardest part of your day? And then maybe another time throughout the evening, say, what is something that I could help you with tonight that, that you really, really could need my help with and have those little connective questioning sessions and then see how she opens up to you. And I would say if you're a woman and you're having issues with your guy and you want to get him back, why not just give him a blowjob for no reason? For no yes. reason. That's the exactly what a guy wants. What a girl wants is what you're saying, right? That's what yes. a girl wants. She wants conversation. Mm -hmm. She wants you to be open because that's what women mm -hmm. crave. Like you said, that's what gets women horny. You know what gets guys horny? Just the fact that you want to suck their dick for no reason. Just yes. do it for no reason. Because... They want that sexual energy from you. Yeah. They want to feel desired. It's how they feel desired. Yes. It is. Yes. And when we're dating or early in our relationship, that desire is at the forefront. Yes. And yeah, that's not sustainable, but it needs to be present mm -hmm. still in the relationship. You cannot, and this is going to be controversial, but you cannot have a good long-term relationship without sex. Oh, it is a definite piece of the pie. Sorry, it just yeah. is. Sex is not just sex. It's so much more. That's what I always say. when It's like it's intimacy. It's yeah. it's it's everything. If you've lost the sex, it's because you lost so many other things first. This I had someone on recently that was talking. It was a cheater too. And I was like, <coughs> she was like talking about like the sex issues. Like, I'm just not horny for him. I'm like, well, it, you're not going to magically be horny for him because it's not about sex. Your problem is not about you don't have chemistry with your husband and tomorrow it's going to happen and because it's happening with these strangers it's not happening with your husband because you have all these other problems you have intended to yeah. you know what I mean it's not like yeah. oh oh you just don't have chemistry you could have chemistry with anybody if you have that connection you lost it mm -hmm. that's the problem you yeah. could get that back by getting back that connection instead you're fucking the guys you're having chemistry with that's going to go mm -hmm. away with them too like it goes away right. you got to foster that keep it by yeah. creating intimate experiences with each other the way that each person needs that intimacy men experience it differently from women but both people need to understand what the other person needs and give it to them and men need to be vulnerable you need to say i i feel like we don't communicate as deeply as we can will you work on that with me just just ask your wife just ask her will you work on that and men in general need to just fucking speak up. Look at Carter. He was so fucking angry. Yes. And that's so many guys because guys are told at a very young age. Okay, I see it. I have a boy. Don't uh, stop crying. Don't be a fucking baby. You're acting like a girl. You know what I mean? Men are not allowed right. to be vulnerable. So they have a real problem doing it but every guy can use what every girl does on a daily basis which is just talk about their fucking feelings guys have them right. sorry we have babies right. we Thank know you. they all come out with the same kind yeah. of feelings but men yeah. have to suppress them they need help you should be so happy that you have a bitch at home that will listen to you and you could be vulnerable you don't have to do it with your guy friends no one has to no. fucking know about it but it'll make you feel better this is why so many right. guys are so angry and miserable <laughs> because they don't talk right. about their shit like yeah. your but, wife will, and, and your wife will be horny for you for it. She's not she gonna, will be so you yeah. will get in her panties by doing yes. it. Or if you don't feel comfortable talking about your relationship, yeah, talk about a work problem. Exactly. Say, hey, be like, this is happening at work. If you were me, what would you do? 
right? Give her that opportunity to help you. But it's so not in a guy's nature to do that. It goes against every part of their caveman brain because a man, he's the problem solver. He doesn't need the woman. It's just an innate part of them. So I think it is difficult. It's something that you have to purposefully do, you know, and it's a practice. Yes. Right. And you, if you go to your wife and you say that, and then you, she gives you a solution or a suggestion, and then you go to work the next day and you try it and you come home and you say, Hey babe, like I took your advice. I said this and this, it worked out really well. Or just, I felt so, so confident in my response because we had talked about it last night. She will be so wet for you. Right. It will be instantaneous because she will feel like you're connecting. Mm -hmm. But the problem sometimes is this. And how do you get past this, Erica? And I think this is when they need somebody like you, like a therapist, and they just need to both go in and fucking talk to somebody. Because the problem is a lot of times neither one wants to be like the first person to make the move. Somebody in that bad relationship needs to make the first move and to change the game. But most of the time what's happening in these situations is both looking at the other person as the fucking perpetrator and they don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. Because my wife, why should I do that? Like she's rude to me. She doesn't talk to me or vice and vice versa. So it's like someone has to do it. You're talking about the man, but what about that man that I see all the time and all the comments that's he's so angry at his wife for what she's done. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be the one to do that. He thinks she, should that's when I think people need your like help of a therapist to come together because it's kind of like a tit for tat in a lot of these relationships it's not typically one person is like happy and the other one's not and one person's gonna do that I think it's hard to decide who's that person that's gonna go home and change the game so I think it's twofold number one is you can only control yourself period You cannot change your spouse's behavior. You cannot change their response to you. You can only change yourself. And you have to be the one that's willing to make that leap. Yeah, that's what I said. They can't sit here and say, yeah, you need to make your wife give you a blowjob. No, that's unethical. So I can only speak to either person and someone in that relationship, either the man or the woman, uh, and I'm talking in obviously heteronormative terms here, but it, it, it goes across the board. If you're in a partnership, you only have dominion over yourself. So if you want change, you have to be the actor in that change. Exactly. Change the game. Someone's got to do it. One person, yeah. just one person. And why not you, whoever is listening right now that's fucking miserable, you do it. Because it's kind of like a tennis match. You hit the ball in a different way. Things are bound to go differently. But most of the time in these kinds of bad relationships where there's this big disconnect, no one does anything different. No one changes the game. No one brings something different to the table. And you expect it to change? It's never going to change. Someone has to create that change. Correct. And I'm sure the listeners, they're going to, there's going to be some eye rolling and and people are going to say, oh, well, this woman, she's beautiful. She has a great relationship. She has that connection. I was in a marriage exactly like we're talking about. And guess what? I was the one that went out on that limb and tried every technique in the book to try to, to fix my marriage. And at the end of the day, 
I had an unwilling partner and I had to say, look, this, this is not what I want for the rest of my life. So there's no guarantee of success. And you have to have that, that self-worth of, of saying, look, I've got to change my life because I can't change that other person. Exactly. And guys do need to listen to women. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I did a whole audiogram about it. It was so funny, but it's so true. It's like by the time a woman's like, I'm fucking out of here. Mo- yeah. A lot of the times a guy's like floored. What the fuck? Like you're leaving? Like, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> and they all act like they're fucking surprised. It's like you shouldn't be surprised because there's no way I will bet you a million dollars that your wife didn't tell you a million times her fucking issues in this relationship and you just never listen to her. A woman, it is in our nature to do everything possible to fix something before we <laughs> walk away. That's like innate in women, right? Even with 1%, they will do everything. By the time a woman leaves you she's just she's fucking said a million things to you and you haven't listened listen to her she is telling you exactly how she feels what she wants she is spelling it out okay so if if she's telling you she wants a divorce you haven't listened and that's on you I I think that's a big problem with guy with men I agree yeah and I hope that your listeners find these little tips helpful and I hope that they can just invest 10 minutes a day into the relationship. You think about how much time we waste every single day scrolling or focusing on things that don't matter. Look at the people around you that matter most and invest your your time, your energy, your emotional resources into those people. But can't we just spend the last 10 minutes pitching exactly what you went to school for, which is fucking therapy? I think so many people just need it and they don't take True. it and they've never had it. And that's why they can't do any of these things and they're not fucking capable. Do you know what I mean? Seriously, I just think so many people could benefit from a little help. If they had an Erica, they, if they had you talking like this to them once a week for 45 minutes, they may be more inclined to do it because it's it's keeps that seed planted. What happens is, like you said, people are scrolling, they get busy, life just goes by. And even if you think, okay, I'm going to do it because I just heard Erica tell me, you're going to forget about it because you're just too busy. And that's what therapy is about. It's like a check-in and a reminder of what you need to work on and what you need to do. And I just think a lot of times like therapy could really help in these kinds of instances because everybody could use a little help, especially when you have a, like a horrendous marriage that is totally disconnect, mm-hmm. disconnected. I don't think most mm-hmm. people could do it on their own. I, I just don't. I, yeah. I have used therapy at different times in my life and it's totally helped me get through difficult things. And without it, I, 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 would, I don't think I could have done it. And you don't need mm-hmm. it forever. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. And I, I am a firm believer in therapy. I, I, I too have been in therapy in various points of my adult life. Sam and I do biweekly couples counseling yeah. with a therapist who specializes in open relationships. And we find it extremely beneficial, not even for like ongoing conflict, also to be introspective on our relationship. So it gives us an hour every other week to shut out the rest of the world yeah. and only focus on our relationship and come back and, together. Um, That's important. Yes. Being on the same team is very important. It seems very rudimentary, but it's the fundamental building block of, of a marriage. And sometimes we find ourselves, it seems like we're on opposite teams we're always. fighting against each other always. all the time. Come on. Always. So having, yes. So it's gross. 
finding a therapist is great. When you're in crisis, though, it can be a little bit overwhelming because a therapist is kind of like a dating situation. Not every person is going to jive with that other person. I would say if you're looking for a therapist, the number one thing that's important is the therapist needs to believe that you are the expert of your life. And they need to harbor that safe environment for you to be vulnerable, to open up, to um, realize like what behaviors and thoughts and actions in your life aren't working for you. And what is the function and the reasoning behind that behavior so that you can change it. Can I just say it better, Erica? You're saying it very professionally. I'm going to tell you this, okay? Yeah, finding a good therapist is like dating. I always say you know the one when you meet them and you'll know them in the first fucking session. I've gone through five before I've gotten to the one, okay? There are so mm-hmm. many fucking wackadoodles out there. Terrible therapists, just like there are terrible hairdressers, terrible surgeons, terrible mechanics. Most people don't do their jobs properly. Sorry, it's just a fact, okay? You cannot stop until you find the right one, and you will know the one when you meet them, okay? Don't stay with someone who seems like a fucking whack job because there's plenty of them out there, and you know it when you see it, okay? I've been there. Yeah, I can't can't believe what's out there, okay? And that it is hard work, and I always explain it's not just about getting therapy, it's about finding finding the right therapist. The right therapist will change your life. There are so many wrong therapists, but also the wrong hairdresser will make you look really bad too, okay? I don't know. I only exist in the 10%. Everybody that works for me that I use is 10%, and I I leave everyone until I get that person that's good at what they do for what I'm looking for, and it should be no different when it comes to a therapist. Exactly. You you will know when you find the right one. You have to, I think you have to have that self-worth to realize that you, you are worth doing that work and know that good relationships are hard. My relationship with Sam is fucking hard. I love him. I love our relationship, but we are not on coast and we will never be on coast because that's when, that's when things go off the rails. You need to have those hard conversations a lot. When you get into a conflict, you can't just look at the other person and say, Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry I did that. You need to say, when you did this, it made me feel like this. Like when you didn't take out the trash, it made me feel like you didn't respect like all the work that I've done in this house today. And it sounds ridiculous. No, but explain where it's coming from because the other person doesn't hear that. They just hear you being a fucking nag. Exactly. And listen, people need to listen to your last episode because you're not a woman who um, is in some uh, fantasy land relationship that's so perfect. The last time we spoke, which was uh, episode 711, not that long ago, you had at some point in the past year found out that your guy, even though you're in an open relationship, cheated on you and you were able to work through it. And we talked about that. So you're not somebody that is walking the easy path. You walk, you've taken no. the hard road. You've gone through difficult things, even in your current relationship, but you've been able to get through it because of what you're talking about, because you live the way you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are right. you, are, are, do you, you do, up? yeah. Do you do virtual therapy? I don't. Oh, too bad. I actually, Let's get I, that shit set don't up. Don't put this in here, but I actually on. only, what? yeah, I've only been working with children recently. Oh, that's cute. You just, Is that what yeah. you want to focus on? Um, I would like to get into like sex therapy, but I really, I, I'm a single mom. I need benefits yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the schedule and all that. So 
that's what's working best for me. And I actually do love kids. I have four yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, love um, too, yeah. Like for right now, it's what's where I'm at. But my passion is, is in couples and sex. But I just, I got to pay the bills and do what's best for my kids right now. Well, listen, I, I love what I do. I'm going to be doing it forever until the podcast no longer exists. So whenever <laughs> that happens that you start doing that too, yes, you come on and we'll, I'll promote this shit out of you because I think you're you would be a good therapist. Like I said, I think that they are hard to find. I'm always trying to find a great therapist that could come on that I could pitch to people for certain things because I think that they are hard to find. So get when you eventually work that up, you'll come on and we'll pimp you out and get you couples and because people are going to want to talk to you. You're not on You're nowhere for people to be found. I mean, like Carter was lucky that you emailed me and Carter's not the first one. You have emailed me at about a couple of my other guests. The yeah. sad thing is, is there's no way to get in touch with Erica <laughs> unless you are. A well, guest I'm on that... Discord. I've actually spoken. I have spoken to a few of the people on there. I had one guy who shared that he was into cross-dressing and it went actually really poorly with his life. So I gave him some strategies on Oh, talking I to her, that. like having follow-up conversations. So I, my DMs are always open on Discord. I'm happy to talk to anybody. And now what's your um, name and, on Discord, Erica? Because so um, people... it's Erica. I oh, mean, okay, Erica, if you, yeah. So yeah. people, if they join my Patreon, they're going to see your hot pics over there. And then what you get access to for free through my Patreon is my Discord. And that's where people get like super naughty. I don't go on there. I'm not involved. It's a community where everybody gets to talk to everybody, which I think is great because people could post their own content videos, pictures, and they get to talk to my guests. And so you're on there like doing what you like to do, obviously. I mean, this is something, like I said, you've reached out to me just to help some of my callers for nothing else than you just love psychology and helping people. And so you're doing it on my Discord, which is great. I'm good. People need to go over there to talk to you. You want to get in touch with Erica and have a little bit more of this and get her personal, because I feel like I will get emails like that after people listen like they want to <laughs> talk to you they want you to help them like why just carter <laughs> so if you want that go right. to discord that's where she's at i love that okay thank you all right thank you so much no thanks erica this is going to be like my next girl talk episode so can you send me more pics for my patreon you i said? definitely will all right, i definitely awesome. more will. hot yeah, pics of erica more hot pics of erica and conversations with her on my discord I'll, the link is in my description thanks erica thanks Great. again for your best episode thanks for having me thank you all right bye, bye. kathy bye Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? 
Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.